Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to preview the week six matchup for the Panthers, the Minnesota Vikings coming to town. Um, Jerry, I don't yeah. know how to feel about this team right now, <laughs> the Panthers. I don't. Uh, that makes two of us, man. I have been yeah. in a funk ever since Sunday. That that loss just kind of crushed my spirits on this team, to be honest with you. Another yeah. third quarter collapse. The offense just looked pitiful. So I, uh, I'll let you yeah. go all ahead because you haven't said anything <laughs> yet about it. Well, yeah, so I, I obviously wasn't uh, available to help you recap that game, and I'm kind of glad I wasn't because I was not in a good headspace. Uh, I thought you did a good job kind of getting out your thoughts, which mirrored many of my own. Um, I guess my, you know, again, like you said, the third quarter thing, you know, what is going on with the Panthers mm-hmm. in the third quarter? Are we just not making any adjustments? Are we making all the wrong adjustments? Are the other teams making such good adjustment? Does it doesn't matter what we do. Uh, it feels like the Panthers are just kind of maybe coming out and doing the same thing they did in the first half, and it, the other team adjusted, and it's just yeah. not working, and it takes us a quarter to figure it out. The defense was okay in the third quarter. Uh, Dante Jackson really kind of saved the hide on them a couple times mm-hmm. with two turnovers, but the offense just looks three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, you're talking about giving the other team three or four possessions in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean... I just don't get that. That's to me, is going to be, I think, certainly one of our keys for this Minnesota game and probably Mm -hmm. until we see sustained improvement from that should be one of our keys moving forward is third quarter adjustments. Now, would you put this more on the players not coming out prepared or do you think this is more of a coaching issue? I mean, they were up 15 to six at halftime and they were dominating the game the Mm -hmm. players were i it was ugly it wasn't a pretty game you know the panthers were winning but they were on pace to score 30 points so i i think it's scheme honestly because this is now happening every game yeah i i don't think it's the players the players are they're gonna play as hard as they can they're gonna try to win the game i think the other teams are adjusting I do too. I think Matt Roll and company are not mixing it up enough into the third quarter. They seem very bland. They seem, I don't know what they need to do. I mean, obviously I'm not a coach in there, but I mean, they need to somehow mix it up in that third quarter. This honestly, at this point, would you not want to receive the ball first in the (laughs) first half this time? Cause I was thinking about that when we kicked off, I was like, Oh, I know we got it, but it was three and out. And I'm like, at this point, what's the point of, at least the defense has made stops in the third quarter. The offense, I don't think, have scored at all in the third quarter. Uh, well, yeah, outside of that Texans game where they yeah. actually looked better in the third quarter than they did in the other quarter. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that's a good thought. Maybe that's the way to go. Uh, I don't. I mean, analytics say don't do that. So you know, Matt Rule is not going to do that because he's all about the analytics. Um, I. I <sighs> Aside from that, um, again, I thought everything you said was was right on target. It didn't seem to me like you gave Chuba enough credit. I thought Chuba was really good. Uh, now mm-hmm. you said he was good. I I thought he was really good uh, for you know his first start, 
putting up over 100 yards. Uh, our first 100-yard rushing game all season long, by the way, by yeah. a single player. Um, you know, caught some passes. He caught five of his six targets, you know, so can't ask for much more there. I, I thought it was really good. And I-, I-, I agreed with you when you said, why is Royce Freeman carrying the ball in these kind of important uh, carry situations? When Chuba has been looking really good out there, and Royce Freeman looked like crap. Yeah, and I had another thought about that too. I didn't yeah. put it, record it, but most of our yards came from like those sweeps and everything. Mm-hmm. And third and tor- two, you decide to run out the middle. It just yeah. the middle was not open the most that game. Fletcher Cox and uh, Davenport, Davenport was clogging uh, yeah. it up pretty good. So I. That was another questionable Joe Brady call, which we're getting accustomed to because. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Joe Brady is, uh, has always been cracked up to be, unfortunately. At least I haven't seen it yet. I mean, last year, of course, we had the, the 4,000-yard receivers, which was really nice. He got a lot of credit for that. And mm-hmm. this year, we're not seeing anything close to that. You know, the ball's... Yeah. Getting spread around a little bit, but they're really focusing on DJ and obviously CMC when he's in there. Uh, and other guys are getting the ball, but not at a great extent. Robbie Anderson's completely disappeared from the offense. He's obviously upset about it. Uh, they're yeah. trying to force Robbie Anderson the ball, which and is, I think I mean, that's so uh, bad. Making it worse. Making it worse. Two ca- two catches on seven targets for Robbie last week. Mm-hmm. Um, missed him a couple of times. A couple of yeah. good opportunities for Robbie and Sam just missed him uh, also and just kind of to finish my you know talking about last week because I don't want to spend too much more time on it um, Sam looked terrible uh, the offensive line was awful but Sam mm-hmm. looked bad he looked like Jets Sam yeah and maybe that was because he was just constantly under pressure he had no opportunity to take any time you know, Robbie Anderson's talking about wanting to get the ball downfield. That would be great. He doesn't have the time. Sam doesn't have the time. You you, yeah. that, you have to let a play develop to get the ball downfield. Sam, you know, even when he threw those couple of balls to Robbie, he was falling back. He was under pressure. So the offensive line has to be better. And you're getting the starters back this week, hopefully. That, mm-hmm. You know, maybe <laughs> make it a little better at least because Brady oh, Christensen sh- looked absolutely terrible. Uh, Moten did not look nearly as good on the left as he does on the right. No. I don't like the fact that they started him there. That you know, put, put your best player on the offensive line should play where he's best. Well, I I think that there's. I agree with you. He only allowed two pressures, but the problem is Dennis Daly allowed like five. Uh, Christensen allowed five. John Miller allowed seven. I mean, per- Paradis allowed another five. It was. I think yeah, it was 21 was pressures Swiss altogether. Cheese. Yeah. So Taylor Moten may have done a decent job allowing only two pressures on his first, second time on the left tackle, but the rest just was so awful. I mean, you couldn't really even give him any credos or anything. Nah. But, but I mean, even still, I mean, he made some mental mistakes. He got some mm-hmm. flags. He just, I didn't think he looked that good over there. Um, so it'll be nice to get you know Cam Irving at least as naturally playing that position, you know whether he plays it as well as Moten I don't know but he probably plays it better than whoever else we could put there Trent Scott or yeah. Christensen or whoever. 
Why haven't they called up Mitchell Schwartz, Russell Okung? There's a couple okay tackles out there. You have now, to believe that they called. You have to believe that they've they've kicked the tires on those guys because they now, know they know that this line is bad. Yeah, it's got to be either money or they're not happy. They don't like the health. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Now, I did hear that the Panthers reached out in the offseason for Andre Dillard, uh, the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, but that obviously never came to fruition. And I wonder if maybe still with the trade deadline looming and Fitterer very excited. Because, honestly, we mm-hmm. don't have a second and third round pick this year, so we are we have a first and a fourth and a couple fifths. You're not going to replenish that O-line with just that unless they drop back a lot on that first round draft pick well yeah and and the better the team is the you know least amount of picks they can get for you Mm -hmm. know a a first round pick in the 20s or something they're not going to pick up a bunch of picks you know the team would have to be pretty bad to get a high pick to actually get enough picks in a trade to where you can get (laughs) you know high value guys so it's it's like a double-edged sword there but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they have they said in their press conferences this week and and last week that they had called around looking for help on the O line and nobody's willing to yeah. give anything up. Which you know, well, you should have done a better job in the off season, obviously. Yeah. And and someone asked, I don't know who it was. I wish I could I could remember to give them credit. But someone in a press conference asked Matt Rule, I think it was yesterday, what he saw in Cam Irving and Pat Elfline to. To go after them day one of free agency, Ew. and Matt Rule just sort of looked at him for a second, like, uh, and then he start, you know, he started talking about how Cam Irving was this, you know, a former first round pick and had the pedigree, and you know, said something about Elfline, of course, being, you know, everything we've heard, uh, you know, versatile and able to play multiple positions and blah blah blah, and then someone was like, well, Cam Irving was traded for a fifth round pick. Uh, like a year or two after being drafted as a first round pick. So Matt Rule, it seems like, you know, with the trade for C.J. Henderson, the trade for Cammer or, you know, picking up Cam Irving, uh, who was the other former first round pick that they went after? Stefan Gilmore. Stefan, well, that one's a little different. That one makes a lot of sense because even if you lose him, you actually gain draft position. So that one, I can find zero fault with that trade at all. But it seems like they're putting a lot of stock into where guys were drafted and not so much as how they've been playing. It seems like they're putting stock in their coaching staff where they think their coaching staff can coach these players up mm-hmm. that other NFL coaches have not been able to do. And C.J. Henderson, I really like that one. I think one year is completely, yeah. You know uh, the other Sam, one is? Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, Darnold, yeah. I was literally leaning into Sam <laughs> yeah. Darnold right now. Sam Darnold had three years, and he his first couple games looked pretty good. Now he's looking rough. I mean, we'll see if they can coach him up or, you know. Let me ask I you don't this. Know. Mm-hmm. If you go back in time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not you because you wouldn't have any anything to do with it, but would you have rather kept, now knowing, seeing what we've seen here through five mm-hmm. weeks, would you have rather just kept Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. at $20 million a year Run it back with him one more year, or sign Sam Darnold as we did, or trade for Sam Darnold as we did, or draft Fields or Jones. I think I know your answer. Oh, it's be draft Fields. I mean, yeah. 
I've two, been high two on Teddy fields. Draft fields, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And then you yeah. don't have to rush fields out. I think Teddy could do decent, especially with the whole offseason. I don't think he's the player that's going to win you a Super Bowl, but I think he could yeah. keep the the team afloat and then, you know, maybe try to go after an offensive tackle. I mean, one of my biggest disappointments so far this year is Terrace Marshall. He lit it up in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, everything you hear from preseason and off OTAs, he looks a man among boys. Mm-hmm. He's got, what, 10 catches tops this year? Not, Something like you know, that, yeah. 80 yards total. I mean, I know this this receiving core has some depth, but I was expecting more out of him, pure and simple. 13 catches, 107 yards for Terrace Marshall. Okay. But it, it's, you know, that's not much more than Robbie Anderson, or much less than Robbie Anderson. Actually, he does more catches, less yards than Robbie Anderson. So, again, these are talented guys. Mm-hmm. That are not getting involved in the offense at a, a level significant enough to worry about, and teams are going to start focusing heavily on DJ Moore. Yeah, I and heavily they have on to. CMC when he's back. I mean, we saw it last week. You know, DJ Moore five catches for forty two yards. He was very ineffective, pretty much. This offense is boring. It's boring mm-hmm. to watch. It's not fun. Last year, they were fun. They were doing different things. Of course, we don't have Curtis Samuel, who was a very gadgety type player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do a lot of different things with him. But the, I'm not I'm not enjoying watching the Panthers on offense this year. And I no. really wish... And we've got the talent to open it up to do some fun things. I hope that now we've lost two in a row, they're going to shake some stuff up this week. So let's talk I about it. Okay. So before we jump into the Vikings at the Panthers game preview, quick little tidbit. Corn Elder, former cornerback here, was signed by the Washington football team from the Panthers practice squad. Uh, Kind of surprised they didn't protect him as much as they used him, but with all the incoming new players at corner, I kind of see why they didn't. Stephon Gilmore will be probably activated next week and everything. So, Yeah, uh, he became expendable. so, uh, yeah, didn't get to see Corn a lot this year, but as we talked about a lot last year, we really enjoyed watching him, and he really came on last year, so wishing him well. You know, obviously, yeah. he's going to Rivera, and um, he knows what to, what to look for there. Uh, another kind of transaction, I guess, the Panthers placed punter Joey Charlton on IR. Joseph Charlton. I call him Joey. Uh, and they signed punter Ryan Winslow to the practice squad earlier this week. Going to assume that Winslow, being the only punter you know, currently healthy on the roster, is going to be promoted to the active roster and will play uh, yeah. Sunday. I don't think that they're going to go out and get another punter. I, I You know point. what? I could see them doing that. I could see them going grabbing a guy <laughs> that's been around the league and just have him punt this week and maybe well, for Ryan, the next couple it, games. He's been around. He's only played in two games, um, you know, he, but he had pretty good numbers in those two games. So I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously Charlton. I guess something tweaked in his back. They said today at practice, and obviously he didn't look very good last week either. He really hasn't looked good all year. No, I mean he so. he looked good in the preseason, but after that, it just he struggled. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. he was kind of under fire about them bringing in someone, anyways, because yeah. of the struggles. Yeah, so, you know, maybe good for him, good for the Panthers to see 
another body back there and probably can't do much worse than what Joey's Joseph has done so far this <laughs> You're just so year. used to be- can't do know, much better than Joey cuz Joey you know, kicker <laughs> kick on the brain with Joey. All uh, right. By so, the way, Joey uh kicking real well this year. You know, he's yeah, only right. missed one field goal. So let's get into it. Vikings at Carolina here. Let's yeah. go ahead and take a look at the injury report. Take it away, Injury Steven. reports. Yeah. Uh, so Shaq Thompson going to miss another week. Did not practice Wednesday. Did not practice Thursday. Uh, Cam Irving full practice both Wednesday and Thursday. So he looks like he's going to be back. CMC limited practice yesterday. Did not practice today. I haven't heard any thing about him today i heard he was downgraded to doubtful so most likely not gonna play wonder what happened he must have felt something well if it's at all even potentially questionable then don't play him i 100 percent agree he is way we've realized he is way too important to this team i wish they'd have just put him on ir honestly don't even Mm -hmm. don't even let him go out there and, and practice until he's Fully healed. Uh, C.J. Henderson showing up on the uh, the injury report with a shoulder. Uh, limited practice both days. And then Kamal Martin, linebacker, uh, concussion protocol. He's did not practice. Uh, Minnesota's got a lot more. I don't have any updates for them today, but all the following guys did not practice on Wednesday. Ben Ellefson, mm-hmm. uh, Madison, their running back, very important to their team. Uh, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Anthony Barr, Michael Pierce? Pierce. Yeah. And uh, Everson Griffin, that's uh, non-injury related. I would imagine most of, most of those guys are going to play. Those are some pretty, you know, Madison Thielen, Jefferson, Barr. Those are all guys that are pretty important to that team. Um, then you've got Smith, Marset, wide receiver, limited practice. CJ Ham, Dalvin Cook, limited practice. Of course, Dalvin Cook missed last week. Uh, Harrison Smith and Nick Vigil, uh, both also on the injury report. So, I don't know. Uh, have you heard if Cook is slated to play this week? I I believe he is. I believe they okay. are expecting. I read in fantasy news that they expect him to play. So I assume he will. But yeah, either way, I mean, Madison is very good. Uh, mm-hmm. If if uh, Dalvin Cook doesn't play, this is going to be one of those games. I feel like this. If both play, we could see something similar to what we saw with the Cowboys with. Mm. Zeke and um, Pollard. So them just trying to bully us backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Dalvin Cook, different type of running back than Zeke, of course. Uh, but both Cook and Madison are really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. So they're a great you know, tandem. I mean, point they've got a lot of a lot of really good receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, between the receivers and the backs. You know, Thielen and Thielen and Jefferson are you know, mostly most of the time they're two of the top receivers in the league. Now, Thielen hasn't looked great this year, but Jefferson's looked amazing. Uh, let's, let's, let's get into the matchups here. Um, before that, the Vikings are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So when did that happen? The Panthers were a one-point one favorite. To start I the don't week. know. I just checked right before this is we here. came on. Yeah, yeah, we just came on air. Wow. People have watched the past two games and yeah, don't like what they've mo- seen. Yeah, the Panthers started off as a one-point favorite at home. Uh, so if the Vikings are now one and a half, then maybe that's maybe that line swung a little bit because of the CMC news. 
Yeah, that you could know, be too. You I could mean, easily I... swing a, a line two points. Yeah, and the over under is forty six. Very similar to last week. I don't even know if I would take that either. This game's going to be... Woo! Well, last week, what, was it 39 total yeah. points? 30, yeah, so... Mm, mm. All right, let's get into the matchups. All right. So, our key matchup, starting off, as always, the Panthers' offensive line. Can they hold up against any pass rush? Any sneeze that is coming towards Sam Darnold? Uh, they're giving up 2.8 sacks per game, uh, and he has sacked 7% of his dropbacks. That's not good, guys. Feels, now the vi- that, that feels low, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw 7%, I was, and I was like, oh, well, that doesn't seem too bad, <laughs> considering what I've seen. I don't have the pressure rate, but I, I bet you the, say, pressure the pressure rate, rate? is like 30%. 20%. Yeah. Now, the Vikings pass rush, they're averaging three and a half sacks a game, so... Darnold, I'm sorry. I think you're going to be hitting the turf quite a bit this week, too. Especially if Griffin plays, which he's just taking a rest. So, Yeah, with CMC looking like he may not play, that, uh, that's really going to hurt Sam. That's going to hurt that quick passing game. I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like the matchup. I, I think the Panthers are... Uh, undermanned i guess or you know overmatched i will say in that matchup yeah now i will say that the minnesota is the ninth ranked scoring defense in the league they give up only Mm 21.8 points per game so they've got a good defense it's not just you know fun numbers of sacks so they don't let people score that often on them yeah they're i think their defense is really similar to the panthers defense in terms Mm -hmm. of you know what they like to do and yeah lately the panthers defense you know uh, they looked pretty good last week but um i don't know uh, that that matchup i don't like this next match matchup i like a little more the panthers pass rush versus the vikings o-line uh panthers three and a half sacks a game around there a little less uh and then the o-line for the vikings Giving up four and a half percent of Cousins' dropbacks are sacks uh, or one point eight sacks per game. So, a little better than what the Panthers are doing, but still not amazing by any stretch. No, this is going to be the first quarterback that the Panthers have faced since uh, Davis Mills. I think that's his mm-hmm. name from Houston. God, that the is great it, Davis Mills. The great Davis Mills. Yeah, that's more of a dropback passer because you know, yeah. again, Dak they Prescott, mobile. Jalen Hurts hurt us with his legs like we were afraid of. And Kirk is going to sit back there, and he's going to sling the ball. He has great receivers. The O-line's okay. They're not great. So I think this could be a very win for the Panthers' pass rush because Burns and Reddick can pin their ear back on third and long and just go after them instead of, Last week, I really liked what they did with Jalen Hurts in the first half where they were just laying mm-hmm. back and kind of containing him. But you can't do that with Kirk Cousin. He'll he'll destroy you. Yeah, this and it, like you said, this is not a guy that you have to worry about running the ball. Um, and they also like to go downfield a lot. Yeah. So they've got some longer developing plays. I, I think this is, this is a matchup that I do like for the Panthers. I think that we could see finally... Yeah, this is what did we get any sacks last week? We got a couple, right? 
Um, yeah, Hassan Reddick got back-to-back sacks. Yeah, Hassan Reddick got a couple. Didn't get any of the week before, so I'm hoping that this is a game where we can get back to four or five sacks and sort of control the game that way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to another key matchup, Panthers run defense, which has struggled the past couple weeks, uh, versus Dalvin Cook and just the Minnesota running game because, like you said, Madison is really good. He's subbed in for Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Panthers' run defense gives has given up 94 yards per game. I mean, two weeks ago, it was to 46 45. yards per 45 yeah. yards per game. And now they're giving up 4.4 yards per attempt. And that's right in line with Dalvin Cook and Madison with their averages. So. And it's even worse, really, when you think about it because the last two weeks, they've given up like 225 per game. Yeah. To Dallas and the Eagles. By the way, the Eagles, I'm sorry, not 225. They only gave up 91 to uh, to the Eagles last week, which not too bad. Um of course, they give up 245 to the Cowboys, so that definitely skews the number a little bit. But this is, you know, the the Eagles, like we said, they don't have a great running game. The Cowboys do, and the Vikings do. Mm-hmm. The Vikings have at least as good a run game as uh, in terms of skill as the uh, Cowboys. So, yeah, this one again. I mean, we were able to put the clamps on Camara when we played the Saints. Of course, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff in that game that really went the Panthers way. Um, but they were able to contain Camara. And I think the way that the Vikings like to use their running backs is very similar, you know, in terms of running out of the backfield, catching the ball and, uh, just, you know, both running backs are very quick. Um, well, the one so thing I, think I will the Panthers, say about, they have the skills, skill players to, to stop them. I'll say that. Yeah, I the one thing that the Dallas Cowboys have done did that is very well is they loaded the box. They had mm-hmm. like a one receiver set, a couple tight ends, and they mm-hmm. kept jamming it up the middle. And the Panthers kept trotting out a two lineman, three linebacker, edge rusher type of front, and it was mm-hmm. just getting bullied. I read somewhere that they almost surpassed the weight of the lines where mm. the Panthers were below like 700 pounds compared to the Dallas offensive line, the way they are set it up in the second half. So hopefully Phil Snow learned from that. And if he sees them start trotting that out, we're going to see more of a Bravion Roy, Davion Nixon, Derek Brown type of front with mm-hmm. Reddick and Burns on the outside. That way that middle can be clogged up. And I think Dalvin and Madison are more outside kind of scheme runners instead mm-hmm. of directly up the middle. Now, like Christian That's McCaffrey, they can, but yeah. That's why I, th- I think they're more they're more similar to the Camara style than they are the Zeke style, which, you know, the Zeke style is just come right at you. Uh so yeah, I, I think the Panthers may match up a little better against these mm-hmm. this type of running back, but not going to have Shaq mm-hmm. who is Big. your sideline to sideline guy. That's that's a big, uh, big loss for the Panthers. So that's a big that's a big matchup. You're right. Um, and then the, the you know one of the final matchups here, the Panthers secondary versus the Vikings receivers. Um, Panthers yeah. secondary have been playing really well this year, uh, giving up 161 yards per game. The Vikings passing attack 238 yards per game. Kind of mentioned it earlier, Thielen. Jefferson, yeah. and then the two backs. 
are just really, really, really talented. Uh, this is, you know, the the Cowboys had a really good, talented wide receiver core as well. Yeah. This is right up there. This is going to be very similar in terms of matchups. But Dallas didn't pass that well against us either. They didn't have to. No, that that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, Honestly, no to. team has really passed well against this defense. And yeah. I'll be interested, Bouye, I always call him Bouye, but A.J. Bouye came out on yeah. last week, and he looked really good in the slot. He did. He looked great. And I, and I think we're going to see that more. I think C.J. Henderson is playing less than Keith Taylor, and I believe it will continue to stay that way from what Matt Rule has said. And mm-hmm. Keith Taylor has proven that's not a bad decision. He's looking halfway decent. I, it's ha- saying halfway decent, but he's looked good. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't looked bad. Uh, yeah. He hasn't looked as bad as he looked last year. Um, well, well, you mean l- the sorry, beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. <sighs> Who was I thinking of last year? Someone else. But, yeah, Keith Taylor, he's looked okay. Um, this is just a stopgap, really, until Gilmore can play. Yeah, and then you're gonna, and then we're really gonna see, I think, what this 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 uh, secondary is gonna look more similar to what it did the first few games mm-hmm. of the year with Horn out there, um, maybe even better because Gilmore, you know, if he's healthy, is one of the best corners in the league. So it's it's really gonna be fun to watch at that point. And Dante Jackson, let's not forget him. Yeah. He is being yeah. one of the best. Oh yeah, cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, right now. I, mean, I didn't he mention him, a... but I, I mean, I, I'm assuming obviously he's going to be playing opposite of Gilmore, and you're going to have those two. Yeah, they're going to be able to lock down both sides of the field. It's going to be great. I, I think Dante is probably one of the top 15 corners in the league right now, and he's playing like it. So, <laughs> absolutely, I am very excited for Gilmore to come in. Boye to be uh, that secondary will lock players down. That being yeah. said. I want to see Jeremy Chin to slide down in the box more this week to stop Dalvin Cook and Madison. Jeremy Chin is going to have to really step up. They're going to. Be, well, I'm not going to say he's going to need to step up. They're going to have to use him differently, like you mentioned uh, on the recap show. It's time for him to move down there. It's time for him to be more involved in, you know, certainly in the run game defense. Um, yeah, we need to see it. I mean, it's especially with Shaq out. Yeah, we need a guy that's fast and physical like Chin to be down there and, and help boost um, Carter and yeah. Reddick. You know, Reddick was playing the Shaq role last week a lot, so and still was able to get a couple of sacks. So I'm hoping that they do that. Uh, one more matchup. We kind of already talked about it, but, the, you know, Panthers coaching staff versus the third down or third quarter. Uh, you could throw in third down, too, because they're struggling <laughs> with that on offense, too. True. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just want to see some some different looks from the Panthers' offense this week. I want to see I want to see something, some fun plays. I want to see the guys out there enjoying themselves. I want to see let's throw it downfield two or three times in a row. You know, let's let's do something to get the offense going. I just want to see a better scheme. I feel like he, Joe Brady is not scheming a good game. Sam Darnold has struggled. I I know you want to see deep mm-hmm. passes. I'm fine going with one of those real quick, but I want him to get comfortable. It seems like he's not getting comfortable in the third quarter, and it's kind of messing up the rest of the game for, or the rest of the game for him from third quarter on. But in the first half, he does a little bit better. Well, they get him on the move. 
Yes. Obviously, you're not going to just be able to sit in the pocket. Get him on the move, roll him out a little bit, bootleg, play action, get some of this pressure off of him, give him a little bit of time, let plays develop a little bit, you know, and do what you need to do. But we got to do something different. Because what we're doing, even when we were winning games, we weren't scoring a lot of points. Panthers have not been scoring a lot of points this season. So I want to see this offense opened up a little bit. And I think Sam, you know, I think he's got the talent to do it. I don't know why they're playing so safe with him. We need to see what he is. We need to see what he's got. Because if he's not the guy, then we need to find We need to find the guy, (laughs) you know? Whether that's trading for Aaron Rodgers or, you know, whatever the case may be, it needs to happen. We need to know, right? Yeah. I mean, this is year two of a rebuild, and you still don't really know about the quarterback position. And that's usually the first thing that teams rebuild try to go do. And it feels like next year is going to be, you know, the third quarterback, fourth quarterback starting Mm -hmm. the fourth year in a row. Like, it's... That's never a place you want to be as a team. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Um, any other matchups you wanted to talk about before we move on? No. I, I, I think this is a very, very interesting matchup for the Panthers and the Vikings. The Panthers mm-hmm. are kind of struggling. Kind of all of a sudden, they're just offense is puttering around. The mm-hmm. defense has some holes on the run defense. Pass defense still looks good. But the Vikings are start trying to feel themselves. They feel like they should be in the playoffs this year. You know, they start off one and three. They won last week. They're they're trying to get back in their rhythm here. They so. barely won last week, by the way. Yeah. They had to win on a last second field goal um against the Lions, who are not a good team. So, you know, they're two and three, but they could easily be one and four. I don't think the Vikings are very good. The Panthers should win this game. If they're a good team, are the Panthers? Are they a good team? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Are the Panthers that team that can play well against bad teams, but sh- can't play well against good teams? We're not really going to find that out this week because the Vikings are a bad team, but they well, should I, win this game. Well, the, we if we that's the case, we found out last week when Philadelphia came in and won. I mean, they played See, bad I against. Think, I, yeah, I don't think Philadelphia is as bad as their record was just because we, you know, we looked at their schedule the mm-hmm. in the first, you know, when we did our preview and they had faced some really tough teams. So, I don't feel as terrible about that loss. I don't think that's like I think it, the game certainly got away from the Panthers. The Panthers should have won that game. But I don't think it's like if we lost to the Lions or something, right? Like I don't think the I think the Eagles are, you know, a 6 and 11 team. Okay. Maybe the Panthers are that too. I, I yeah. hope not, but we're, we're, I think we're going to find out. Beer bet of the week. Beer bet of the week. Um, let's talk about the third quarter, Jerry. Let's just do a, a third quarter bet. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Do you think the Panthers will... Do you want to go score or give up? Over or under five and a half points. For scoring? Yeah. For giving up? Scoring. The defense has done decent in the third quarter. So I'm just going to say, will the Panthers offense... Cowboys. (laughs) Will the Panthers (laughs) offense score five and a half... Well, over under five and a half points. 
Let's mm-hmm. do this. Will the Panthers have a positive oh. point differential in the third quarter? You know, flat or positive? You I will. Go, s- you say yes or I, or no? I am gonna go yes. Okay. I'm trying and to I'll be positive. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll happily take a tie in the third quarter. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, from what I've seen so far, we'll see. Uh, bold predictions. Bold predictions, Jerry. Do you want me to go first? or? Yeah, go first. All right. For my bold prediction, I think the Panthers get back on the sack attack and they go with five sacks. At least five sacks this game. That would be helpful. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep riding this horse until it happens. I think Robbie Anderson is going to have his first 100-yard <laughs> game. He's <laughs> going to catch a touchdown. Um, hopefully it's, you know, not just them force feeding the ball to him again. I hope he just, you know, they figure out how to use him this week, but I'm going to go Robbie Anderson has a big game. And their, their secondary is not the greatest. I mean, Patrick Peterson's out there, but he's not what he was. Uh, Harrison Smith is good at safety, but you avoid the safety. Go. (laughs) Yep. All right. Game predictions, Jerry. Now, so far, you and I have picked the Panthers to win every single game this season. We're not homering it at all. We're three and two. That's <laughs> <laughs> our <are> the Panthers. <laughs> uh, are we both going to pick the Panthers to win once again? I don't know. I, I, I've been tossing this game up in my head all day. I'm going 21 20. I'll go Panthers. Fingers crossed. I, I hope the good team shows up, but if the bad team shows up, I could see it going the other way too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to buck the trend here. I'm gonna go Vikings to win this game, um, and hope that I jinx the pan, you know, jinx the Vikings, I guess, in the process. So I'll go Vikings twenty four, Panthers eighteen. Nice. Yeah. I hate to do it, Panthers, but you know, you left me no choice here. I gotta no, try I mean, to do something to turn I, this thing around. I mean, you gotta think about it. The the trend. You gotta look at the trend. I mean, they've been bad. I mean, I I, I mean, they're one and a half point underdogs at home to a team that barely beat the Lions last week mm-hmm. to move to two and three. I, Vegas I, knows things. I, you know, they're this isn't a fluke. Like. The Panthers aren't good right now. Let's hope we can turn it around. Yep. All right. Before we go into our sign-off here, the only NFC South matchup is Tampa Bay at Philadelphia on Thursday night. So by the time you're listening to this, you know who won, and I'm going to predict Tampa Bay. Not shocking. I also will predict Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Elena and New Orleans are on their bye. Okay. So I am going to be rooting for the Eagles. I'll say I that. will be too. Yeah. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back Sunday afternoon to recap the Panthers' hopeful Total destruction of the Minnesota Vikings. 
or you know barely squeaking by we'll take anything to get to move to four and two we'll we'll be here either way so (laughs) until then everyone stay safe out there and keep pounding (laughs) 